oh, it's really easy to say when you're at the top that you can create your own luck until you actually dive into it. It was something that I wasn't sure was 100% true, but I continue to see that it really is. Hey, what's up, futurists? Michael here, founder and creator of Our Future. We're a business media brand delivering exclusive insights and career advice to you, the listener, so you can unlock your future. We are now in 2021. Can you guys believe it? It is the new year. We have big things planned. We're going to go out and take over the world this year. Best be known. I'm excited about it. I hope you are too. And we are entering the next chapter of our future. Today, I'm joined by Jackson Riegler, a fellow student entrepreneur at the University of Michigan and founder of Oshki. Growing up around the Great Lakes in Michigan, Jackson has always felt a responsibility to protect his vast blue backyard. And when he realized how destructive the fashion industry was to the environment, he endeavored to create a truly sustainable fashion company, Oshki, which creates high quality, durable clothes from 100% United States plastic harvested from the Great Lakes and other US waterways. Jackson's story is awesome and it fills me with pride and passion to be bringing him on today. So please enjoy this inspiring conversation with Jackson Riegler. Five, four, three, two, <laughs> one, and we are live. What's good, bro? How are we doing, Michael? Thanks for having me. Good, I really appreciate good, it. Good, dude. Good, dude. It's great that things have come full circle because I think that we met for the first time at Michigan Orientation. Do you remember that? Yeah, I totally remember that. And, uh, you know, I it's interesting just the way things work out like that. And, uh, you know, it's been awesome to see us go, you know, our separate ways, but like just seeing you build up our future and, uh, you know, everything that you're working on is just really impressive. And you put everything, everything that you've got into it. So I've been really impressed just watching your journey throughout kind of as a student entrepreneur, it's pretty cool. And, um, also inspiring to see other people do that. So, so you got to give me the story, man. I mean, when did you, when did you think that you could turn waste product into clothes like I, like who just comes upon that realization I need, I need to know yeah what really drew me to entrepreneurship the most was uh the social impact side of things and i i really like like the mission side and seeing the impact that business can have in a in a beneficial way i mean a lot of people are like yeah startups you know make a bunch of money it's pretty refreshing to hear how you were always kind of driven by the social impact of it all you know, I'm a kid that loves the Great Lakes, everything about them. I've I've been lucky enough to live really close to them my whole life. And I want kids in the future to to enjoy that same kind of awe mm -hmm. of the Great Lakes that, that I experienced when I was a kid. And that's really what it comes down to, to be honest with you. I would say it's a natural, um, you know, human intuition to protect uh, you know, your homeland, like it's got, it, you know, it goes, it goes back a long ways, honestly. And, uh, it's primordial that, bro. Yeah, for sure. It comes, it really comes down to that though, I think. So basically to be honest, my junior year, I, um, you know, saved up some money to create like a clothing brand with called Ashki, which means fresh and native American Ojibwa. And that whole, the mindset behind it was donations. Um, to Great Lakes Preservation. So basically I was doing screen printing um, locally and that was the easiest way to start a business gotcha. in my eyes at the time. Um, with, with I was still making the donations um, of a percentage to Great Lakes Preservation, um, but the, the plastics into clothing wasn't, wasn't a part of our supply chain till my freshman year. I just remember coming to U of M 
um, seeing student entrepreneurs like you and then the programs that Michigan offers to student entrepreneurs, um, being really impressed with that, got involved with Optimize, which is a social innovation yep. incubator on campus. And um, so, I mean, how do you do it? Uh, how do you take plastic and, and make it into a t-shirt? I mean, how did you get the ball rolling? I guess my freshman year, a big dive for my interests was the impacts of fashion. And so um, through, you know, reading a variety of uh, papers and stuff on the impacts of fast fashion, I quickly learned like how detrimental it is as an industry. Yeah. And um, so I focused around like some of the sustainable um, clothing companies out there that existed. Um, Patagonia was, you know, a huge motivation for me and continues to be. And mm -hmm. they actually um, started the process of the creation of, uh, or the rather the transition from plastics into clothing um, through uh, recycled polyester. So basically they take, you know, plastics, um, chop them into little pieces, turn them into pellets, and then spin them into polyester yarn in which um, polyester, wow. its base product is plastic. And so seeing ways in which you can reuse that um, was very inspiring to me. And they, they did that overseas and they continue to do it overseas for a long time. Um, and I wanted to find a way in which I could use U.S. plastics, which at the time, my freshman year, I was doing a lot of research and quickly learned that not any company that I knew of um, and continue, I, I don't think any company is doing it um, out of 100% uh, United States plastics. The, there was a parent company over in China, which had been doing this for, for many fashion companies of turning the plastics into um, polyester yarn. And they had recently started a little uh, factory in North Carolina. And so they were working at the time with Ford on like um, some of their interior work because uh, they use recycled polyester actually in some of their interiors of their, of their cars. And then also some carpet companies where they were using uh, recycled plastics into the creation yeah. of carpets. And so they hadn't really... Um, gone into fashion yet on in the US sector. And so I quickly learned that there was an opportunity there. And um, they work with recycling centers all around the US. But my, my progression, and my goal as a company is to eventually get 100% uh, closed loop supply chain in which 100% um, of my beach cleanups, the plastics would go towards 100% of the creation of our shirts. So um, right now, that you know, is, a portion, a huge. portion of the plastics goes towards, um, go, or all the plastics go towards the larger pool of plastics in which um, I'm using for the for the products. But eventually, I want to scale to the point where it would be like my own line. Um, hopefully, through the creation of you know 300 to 500 beach cleanups um, monthly around the Great Lakes, because you know there's so much community, like you said, around like the pushback on the uh, windmills, for example, um, in which there's, you know, there's so many different communities around the Great Lakes of people that are very passionate about protecting it. How'd you get the connection? How did you make a lot of cold calls from your freshman dorm room? I mean, I think it's wild that you were doing this in your first year of college as well. Like, there's so many distractions and the fact that you kind of just, just narrowed in on this crazy idea you had to turn plastic waste in the US into clothing, like, I commend you for that. How did you scheme mm -hmm. your way into a into a contract manufacturer in North Carolina? Yeah, so I forgot specifically how the connection was made, honestly, just because I, I did that exact thing. I had a, 
uh, Microsoft or not, I guess Google Sheets. I don't, I don't really use Microsoft Excel, but um, <laughs> Google Sheets. It's such so easy to just call it Excel. But um, uh, yeah, I had like a spreadsheet of a bunch of just emails that I was doing cold emails to and then cold calls. And honestly, my eyes were open to how willing to help you know, the professional landscape is towards student entrepreneurs um, altogether. Yeah. Really, like, just, I was amazed with how many doors were opened through saying, you know, I'm a student at the University of Michigan working on a project. I'd love to hear more about uh, what you're doing. And then another really beneficial question, because there's these people in the industry that have so much experience, more than I could ever imagine, whether it was the fashion side or the manufacturing side. And, um, just walking them through what I was trying to do and say, like, at the end, I would always say, you know, if, if you can't help me at, at this time, do you know anyone that can? And that was a super beneficial question just to have a domino effect of, of the network. Um, you know, I, I really became mm -hmm. good at like the cold calling side of things. Um, I would call after hours a lot of times and just leave a message, have like a script of some of the things I would want to say. That's why I'm so inspired to talk to more student founders. I mean, it just fuels my fire. And if you have the passion to get you through that, like even if you're a kid who's not trying to start a company, you're just trying to network. Like if you're passionate, just like keep going. Like you, it's serving you. And when you get on those calls, what you learn about representing yourself and communicating with other people is crazy. I just think that's a big takeaway from from what you've done to the rest of, of students, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that community, like you said, of seeing other student entrepreneurs was such a big uh, component of it and continues to be. Um, I continue to, you know, work with Optimize pretty closely. In yeah, you were of, in Optimize. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember I seeing you in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember seeing well. you in that. There. I can tell you're kind of the, the way you accredit good fortune to, to being a part of that. And I think you got, what, $19,000 from Optimize? It was 9000 actually. They do. 9000 so, okay, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, for absolutely. What did you do, um, what, what did you do with it? Most of it, honestly, is is reaching those minimum order quantities um, with manufacturers. So that mm -hmm. was the biggest transition in what I saw, and that's where I knew that I needed some upfront capital, unless I was gonna, you know, play the friends and family game or take out a loan. It's just um, the the truth in the matter is, especially in the fashion industry, is before I was going from screen printing locally on just blank T-shirts um, that were just, you know, pretty plain from from overseas, and the minimum order quantities that I had to order was like 30 at the time. Um, and then having to go with custom manufacturing, you have to build a tech pack, you have to um, do different prototyping, which costs money. And then at the end, wow. you have to order, you know, 300 to 400 pieces up front. And that's a, you know, that inventory management and that upfront capital, um, it's not an easy thing to meet. And so that's where the money from Optimize became so beneficial for me. Dude, walk me through your life now, because obviously this company has been super successful um, since you kind of went full in on it and two years ago. Um, I mean, yeah. Tell me about the moving parts. Like, what does your day look like? Like, what do you have to manage? Yeah. How has it grown? Tell me a bit about the, the today of Oshki. As of now, I still remain to be mostly like a one-man show. I have a awesome one of my best friends from home. Um, that was another, I, I guess, lucky aspect of, of the creation of Ashki is um, my, one of my best friends is a really talented artist. He goes to the Milwaukee Institute of Art and Art and Design. And he oh. helped me with the creative side of things and continues to help me with the creative side of things. But 
Um, now, because I have last year, I lived in a pretty small apartment, so I couldn't really have all my inventory here. But actually, this year, I have all my inventory in my house that I'm living in in Ann Arbor. So I'm no actually way. fulfilling orders myself continually. USPS? Um, uh, yeah, I do use USPS. It is the cheapest Fly option. Rate? Yeah, Fly <laughs> yes. rate, uh, and Shopify, is that what you're using? Shopify. So yeah, Shopify gives bread and butter baby discounts absolutely yep and that's that's another situation where i think even even 10 years ago um i would have had such a struggle with managing this um while doing classes i mean it is a struggle definitely time management has been a huge focus and i'm continuing to you know get better at that um but Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really how simple it is it's pretty awesome in terms of the order fulfillment um and yeah that's that's how it is right now. I was set back pretty far, I think with COVID, um, as every other small business, um, pretty much I, I, uh, I was planning a bunch of vendor events. I really love vendor events when I can, you know, go into like surf festivals or trade shows because I can have, I can have those in-person connections with, uh, people. And, um, that's, I, I really do the best there. So I had like 12 of those scheduled for this past summer. They all got canceled. Then my uh, manufacturer briefly turned into a mask manufacturer. And so, you know, things oh, were yeah. set back pretty far. Yeah, things were That's set back pivot. pretty far in 2020. Yeah, it is a pivot. I didn't I didn't actually decide to sell any masks. I could have, but... Um, Do you still go drive to the lakeshore to pick up the trash? Is that all you? Or do you kind of work with some organizations doing cleanups? I do work with a variety of organizations. Um, it's a little scaled back in the winter just because of how cold it gets here. But... Um, you know, a big, a big focus there is also, that's something that also got set back, unfortunately, is like the, the gathering of large amounts of people that I usually have for beach cleanups just wasn't really possible, um, with COVID. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts in, in my day to day, but I continually just am thankful for the, I guess, right time, right place, sort of, sort of thing going on. Um, just because awesome. I know that 10 years ago, this wouldn't, wouldn't have been possible, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of work to, to go. Um, we're working on, you know, still, it is a large upfront cost for a lot of these things. It continues to be, if you, you know, you want to do a big spring line or something, that's, that's an ultimate goal of mine. Um, and so we're, we're trying to do leggings pretty soon here, working with a new manufacturer in Brooklyn. That's been super I awesome. Saw, I saw Oshki yoga on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sir. That's going to be pretty exciting. I think, um, especially because I continually, you know, am reevaluating, uh, my target demographics, um, who's really loving what Ashki's about and our, uh, customer, customer base is around 68% women actually. So, um, I'm, I've been trying to continually trying to surround myself with, um, experts in, in women's fashion specifically, because, you know, as a guy, I don't really know a lot about it. And so, um, you know, I, I have to continue to educate myself, um, in, in order to create something of value for, for my, uh, women customers. And so that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's pretty cool. All the rage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, business is a serendipitous serpent man. it's, uh, it's circuitous and a lot of these interactions you have are kind of random. Just like you have to put yourself in position to make connections. Like you have to make your own luck. And if you're a kid who's doing what he's passionate about in a business, you're just that's just gonna happen for you. It's not like you plan these things to happen. They just kind of flow with 
with the waves of the world. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, and yeah, yeah, I, I always remember, um, like leading up to the creation of Ashki, I think I really dove into like the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, reading the big books of the business moguls that everyone kind of looks after, you know, Elon yeah, Musk, yeah. like the Steve Jobs, the, you know, Shoe classic, dog. you get to the that classic. One? Yeah, of course. Um, I love Shoe Dog. Go. It's one of my favorites. Um, and in all these book books and the how it's made podcast that I always listen to, um, it's a continual theme of, of what these people are saying. And I always kind of took it with kind of a grain of salt. You know, I was always like, Oh, it's really easy to say when you're at the top that you can create your own luck. And until you actually dive into it, it was something that I wasn't sure was hundred percent true, but I continue to see that by putting myself out there that it really is that you, you create your own luck through, through hard work and dedication. And if I wasn't passionate about the issue that I'm passionate about, I wouldn't have made it this far. And that certainly no, helps no any entrepreneur. And, um, it's, it's been really cool to see. Nobody puts plastic in a t-shirt to, to make money, man. They do it from a place of passion. So, I mean, look at you, bro. You're what? 20, 21, 20. Yeah. <laughs> you're 20. Like you're like me, you're <laughs> sitting here with your inventory in your house and you have a great grasp on this business. How can people find your, your site? Oshki.com? It's Oshki.us. Working on still getting the uh, the domain for Oshki.com. Who the heck? What is, who is Oshki.com? I don't know. It's actually, I don't know as our funny. future. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we sell pretty much 100% online right now. And then um, we have a contact form on there as well. So, you know, I love hearing from other student entrepreneurs on, um, yeah. you know, their thoughts and opinions. And also if, you know, we can collaborate in some sort of way, I'm always open to a discussion around that. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Jackson Riegler, founder of Oshki, who shared his amazing story and mission to protect the planet while building a fantastic business. Interviewing other student founders really lights me up and it's something I really want to do more of. You can check out Oshki's website, oshki.us. It's also linked in the description of this podcast. If you, want to, if you want to grab some of their awesome, sustainably sourced clothing, and if you know of any other amazing student entrepreneurs, please shoot me an email to michael at ourfuturehq.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Remember to stay frosty and review an Apple podcast. Always means the world really helps the show grow, get that rock hard credibility. Happy 2021, everybody. Peace out and be with you again soon.